Welcome to this week's edition of Tuesdays with Torah with Rabbi Mayor Bodner. Every week we'll explore some Torah values that will help us grow, understand, and be more successful in our lives and relationships. We try to hone in on subjects and ideas that are not readily known or available and explore and enlighten them through our Torah scholars of past and present to get a better understanding of what the Torah wants from us and how we can greatly enhance our lives, goals, and relationships with others and Hashem. We welcome your comments and suggestions and we'll try to incorporate them in our show. Here's Rabbi Bodner. Hope you enjoy. Shalom Aleichem, welcome everybody to Tuesdays with Torah, our Hanukkah edition. You know, it's almost, I don't think next week we're going to have. Uh, next week, everybody has, even though Hanukkah is supposed to be for more learning. What was the whole idea of a dreidel? Is that uh, we're make-believe that we're playing and that we're learning. By us... We have make believe we're learning and we're really playing. So, <laughs> unfortunately, um, yeah, we have a lot of uh, Hanukkah parties that. Um, so, instead of next week talking about Hanukkah, which is the second night of Hanukkah, we're going to talk about it. Sunday night's the first night, Monday night's the second. That's the third night, actually. Um, we're going to talk about it tonight. Let's get into Hanukkah a little bit. So, when we uh, get ready to light. We should know a little bit what's going on. Okay, so the Nesiva Shalom says, one of the essence of Hanukkah is, is as follows. He says, why in the world do we say every time we daven, two times a day, we talk about Yitzhiyat Mitzrayim. What's so special about Yitzhiyat Mitzrayim that we constantly have to say about it? So there's many reasons. The Nesiva Shalom says, of course, it's when the birth of the Jewish nation, and we have the... Um, uh, we have the, when when we were first shown all the miracles, we were shown Hashem very clearly. He says, but that's not the main thing. He says, you know what the main thing is? He says the main thing is that to, we want to drill. Hashem wants to drill into our minds that Hashem is with us even even when we're tame, even though we're we were not worthy to come out. What were we? We were. Remember when we came to the you see it's Mitzrayim, the Malachim says, wait, why are you splitting the uh, the sea for them? Why are we changing our nature when when they're av- avodizar? They're bowing down to uh, you know Muhammad or uh, or uh, even worse, they're doing uh, doing yeah, they're doing. Um, uh, what's the one where you go to the where you defecate in front of the the, the god the idol? Balpahar, correct. Yeah, what <laughs> what are they what do they deserve to have the, the so so the Siva Shalom says that is exactly what was the, the lesson that was the point. Hashem wanted to say, you know what chosen is. Chosen doesn't mean chosen doesn't mean that, you know, when it's good for me, I like you. When it's not good for me, I won't like you. No, I'm your father, Hashem says, regardless of how low you are. He says, he, the Nesiva Shalom says, imagine a father would tell us, and you know, I don't like what you're doing. I'm now, don't call me daddy anymore. I want you to call me Mr. Schwartz. <laughs> or you know what, better call me um, mom's husband. You know, because I don't like what you're doing. I'm not daddy anymore. Of course it doesn't go that way. Regardless of what we do, a, a tati is a tati, a daddy is a daddy, a papa is a papa. 
He says the same thing the Rabbi Shalom was trying to drill into us. He says, no, it doesn't matter what you do. I'm there. I'm there for you. I love you. I took you out. And the same thing goes to Hanukkah. We need a reminder, right? Hanukkah. What happened with Hanukkah? Hanukkah, we were falling lower and lower and lower and lower. And the, uh, the, we were punished. And the, the Greek, the, the Greek uh, occupation was a punishment in, in return for what way we were acting. We were low. Yet, Hashem helped us succeed and win the war, even though we were at such a low madrega. And that's why we said, Zeh keli vanveyu, we said by Hanukkah. This, Zeh keli vanveyu, wow, this is our God. Yeah, you know who our God is? The one who helps us, even though we don't deserve it. So he said, that's that lesson of Hanukkah. It's a reminder, it's in another way. Of course, we say it every day, twice a day, we see some shrine, but if we don't, if we need another lesson to show that Hashem is with us regardless of where we are. That is Hanukkah, and that's the idea of Hanukkah, even if we don't deserve it. So why do we celebrate the oil and not the war? If you ask me, right, what, what's more important? If they wouldn't have had the oil, they could have had the shemen a week later, right? But if we wouldn't have had to win the war, we, would all be, we wouldn't be here, we'd be all dead, it would be genocide. That's what, that's what the guy want to do. So why don't we celebrate the war, the victory of the war? So the answer is very sad. The answer I heard from, from uh, Y.Y. Jacobson, is, it's, it's true, it's, uh, it, it, it's sad. If we look in the history of what happened, of the Hashmanayim, it, it's, it's, uh, it's amazing, it's beautiful, but it doesn't end that way. <coughs> the Hashmanayim were really not supposed to rule. After the, they won the war, they were supposed to step down. Why? Because the Malchus is supposed to go to Malchus Yehuda. But they won the war, and sometimes, uh, naturally, the Hashem made us, by the way, um, fame goes to our head a little bit, and, and power goes to our head. And they said, you know, we, we, we won the war for them, let's, let's rule, let's, you know, make sure everything's fine. We're out for the Yidden, we, we put our lives in front of it, and they continued ruling as Malchus. They weren't supposed to, because only, only from Yehuda, the Malchus comes from Yehuda, because David is Yehuda. Not the Chashmonaim. And the Gemara says that anyone that says from, uh, they were from the Chashmonaim must be a Mamzer. Because they didn't, they didn't live. They, or is a liar or, or something. Because the Chashmonaim did not live on. They were punished and they were destroyed. But before that happened, is very, very sadly, the Chashmonaim degenerated into something. They were holy, holy, holy people, right? The... the um, Yochanan, the Kohen Gadol, and all the Hashemunim were extremely holy people, but their, gen- their generations later degenerated into corrupt people. They even killed the Chachamim, they killed them. They made corrupt deals with the Romans until ultimately they brought the Romans in to rule with them. And then the Romans, as all Goyim, they had the opportunity, they double crossed, and they destroyed the Besamekdash Hashemi. And that's what happened. So, in our Judaism, in our Yiddishkeit, we don't, we don't, we don't have any holidays uh, for people. Even if there's great sages, there's great chachamim, right? We don't have, we, you don't have a holiday for a great sage, for Moshe Rabbeinu, right? Because we understand that they're people. Great rabbis are amazing. We go to Fabrachas and we learn Torah from them. But we have to understand that every single one of our greats can, has a choice,
can and can and has many times gone bad after a while because that's Bechira. Even if you're up there, right? They make mistakes. Acher was a Tana. He went off the derech. So there's no such thing as a godly. We don't we don't make a holiday for a for a uh, for a person. Not like the other religions. Other religions, right? We have one coming up, right? Uh, Kratzmach is a holiday for a person, right? Too right. Exactly. He was well, not yet. He was a, he was a he was a Talmud of a Tana. Talmud of a Tana, and he went off. Okay, so we. What? So that's different, a little bit different. They make uh, yard sites, of course. That's something else. It's uh, that's not the same thing as making, but but so that's what happened with the Hashem. That's why we we celebrate. We don't celebrate the war because the war was won by Hashem, who ultimately turned down and turned and took us down. If not for the Hashem, we wouldn't be here. Correct. But also, we we might have, if not for the Chashmanayim, we might have been still in the base of Migdash. Because if we would have had right, righteous leaders, we would have gone on. Right? So, so that's not what the holiday is about. The holiday is about is what the essence is. is the Torah, the Shemen, and the light represent the true divinity. What is that? It's the Torah and, and, and our Kaddish Baruch Hu and our mitzvahs. That will never falter. No matter what happens all through the generations, and if we would have lost the war, there would have been something left. Hashem promises that the Torah will never die, the Klal Yisrael will never die. That's the essence, and that's the, what the light is. The light is us burning. We will never, we will never die as Yidin, as Torah Jews. We will never, ever die. So we're not celebrating the war, but Dafka, to show we're not, we're not going after, we're not making the holiday for, for a person for somebody that was great at one time, but they can falter. They can and will sometimes falter. We have to always keep in mind. We have to always keep our eye. Even though we have Rebbeim, and we have, of course, we always keep on, 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 the, on divine truth, which is the Torah. Ultimately, if somebody is not telling us, if a Navi tells us not to do something which is in the Torah, we don't listen. We know there's a Navi Sheker, because the Torah is divine. And that's what, that's what the oil and the, and the fire, Torah, are that's what the, it stands for, and that is really what we celebrate. So that's why we should be learning, not playing dreidel. We should be go, learning, not going to parties. We should because that's what we're, ultimately that's what we're celebrating. We're celebrating the divinity of, of the Torah that will never fall to, and that's Hashem's promise to us. So um, it's a very good answer why we don't um, why we don't make a big simcha. We, we mention it in in Alanisim. We mention the war. We thank Hashem for it, of course. Um, you know, and it's uh, Mishabura says it should be. There's an Indian of, of Suda as well, because we were saved with our bodies as well. But the main thing is is the light. The light of the fire is very very important. Chazal say the Ma'are Naim says, and um, um, the Prichash I believe says that the Ikar of sort of from Ma'alach Biderman that the Ikar is the light is to watch the fire. Of course, to light it, but to watch the fire. There's an Indian to watch that light for a half hour, and to watch it, and to look at it, and to take it in, and uh, there are, Mukubalim say that you could sometimes, if you're on a Madrega, I never saw it, but if you're on a Madrega, you could see a UK Vavke in the the fire, and everybody says you can feel it, whether you know it or not, you can feel the Urhagonas from the fire. The Urhagonas, we all know, was the original light, which was so powerful that one could see from one end of the world to another. 
you, that light that Hashem brought out, he, he, he made, it was not good for us, so he had to hide it. That light was able to heal any ailment. The sun, the sun still has a little bit um, healing powers, but not like it, not like it used to have. And that light was also something which gave us happiness and, and, and serenity. That light Hashem took away, and He's saving it for, for Yemais Mashiach. But if we look into the fire and we stare into it, we can get to that light. That's what Chazal says. So, why, if that's so, why wasn't there any, anyone wonder why there's no Mishnayis for Hanukkah? There's a Mishnayis for Purim, Megillah, right? There's a Mishnayis for uh, other holidays. That are even their abundant and, and Purim is their abundant also. You're going to say oh, Rosh Hashanah is the Raisa, but Purim is their abundant, but there's a Mishnayis for it. Hanukkah is their abundant all as well. Right. So, right, there are Gemaras and Shabbos, but not Mishnayis. You're right. So, uh, so I heard the answer from actually, okay, your test. So, first of all, let's break to say thank you to the sponsors. Again, the sponsor of Carlos Wiggle, Zachos Rufur Shalema for Sarah Miriam. Bat Sarah, and also by our very own Itcha Stigman, in honor of Yud Tes Kisle. We're talking now in, in this honor, I'm going to say a vart from the Lubavitcher Rebbe, but it wasn't the same. This is Yud Tes Kislev, was the Alter Rebbe, Rabbi Shner Zalman of, of uh, Lada, it was released from prison. And I heard, not, not from him, I heard that, um, and, and um, also the Yartsev of the Magad Majritz. Um, which we're going to say a story from him, Abdov Ber. So um, it's very, very apropos. So I, I just want to tell you that when he was in jail, there was a Shiloh whether he should, he wasn't sure, maybe he's in jail because Hashem decreed. So he asked, um, I, I think it could be it was the Magid at the time, he asked him, what's the story? Maybe I'm doing the wrong thing. He says, no. The way you're fighting down here, up in Shemaim, they're fighting back and forth. Should you continue or should you not continue? So he says, well, if I come out, should I continue my chasidus? My, my, he said, if you come out, that means that in Shemaim, they won. And not only you should continue, you should double down on what you're doing. Which is what? They do a great thing. They do makarev, they, they spread the light of, of, uh, of Yiddishkeit, of Hashem. So Hitaka doubled down after he came out. That's why... Also, they might not know it, but that's why it's also a big thing. Not that he just he was released from jail. No, he saw that in Shemayim, this was something that was good to do. Anyway, so the Babacher Rebbe says, not this one, the, the Friedrich one, not the Friedrich one, the one that uh, was, was just um, with Menachem Mendel. Yes, was just Nifter, um, not that long ago, in, in, in my lifetime, not in your lifetimes, most of you. Uh, what? You are? Oh, okay. 91. Right. Okay. So he said as follows. That's Menachem Mendel, yeah. So he said a very beautiful terrace. Um, again, I heard this from YY. He said a beautiful terrace. He said that, he said that, you know that there's a halacha that you're not allowed to write down the oral law. Oral law is supposed to be Mesira. Right, Torah, Masul Yeshua, Moshe Misinai, Masu Masul Yeshua. It's supposed to be a Masira. We're supposed to get it from our father. Our father got it from our grandfather, or we can get it from our grandfather, our great grandfather. Right? It's supposed to be passed down to generations. That's oral law. Written law, the Torah, Suvim, um, uh, you know, Navi is all supposed to be written down, but oral law is not supposed to be written. Yet, what happened was Rebbe violated this rule. Why? 
because it was harasha, it was an emergency in Klal Yisrael. It wasn't being written, it wasn't being passed down. We were going a little bit off the derech. And if that one generation was not doing so good, then boom, it's going to be forgotten for all the generations. One generation has to mess up, which is what was happening. He says, oh no, this can't happen. He violated the law and he wrote the Mishnah. However, we never see in the Mishnah where it says they have to make Kiddush Friday night. There's no Mishnah that says, yeah, you got to make Kiddush Friday night. Because that's not something that's going to be forgotten. That is a Messiah. Everyone knows you make Kiddush Friday night. There's a Machlekes when you're spo- in the Mishnah, when you're supposed to make Kiddush, Yak Nahaz, when, when it's supposed to be, what's first, what's last. That there are. And that's something that could be forgotten. But the fact that you make Kiddush is never, never going to be forgotten. That's going to stay in Klai Yisrael. And that you can't write down. Something is not going to be... You, the only heter, he says, to write down was things that were going to be forgotten. So he says as follows. Purim, which would happen during the first... between the first and the second base of Mishnah, was many hundreds of years before. And it becomes fuzzy. We don't know what happened. We don't know the laws that happened. So that was necessary to write it down. Hanukkah was happening during... Was ha- happened 200 years before Rebbe. Rebbe was by the destruction about that time. Or a little bit afterwards. That happened right there. He says that's something which was so powerful. People were still talking about Hanukkah. They're not going to forget it. That's why there's no Mishnah of Hanukkah. It's, it's, it happens to be, it's interesting. It's interesting terrace. We don't see a, a, a Mishnah of Hanukkah. But since it was so powerful, then we don't. We talk about some halachas in the Gemara and Shabbos. There's, there's many halachas, but it's not their own thing. And that's, that's, that's because the power of, of Hanukkah is so powerful that that's something that's like Kiddush Friday night. That's not going to be forgotten so easy. Okay, so there are three terms in Al-Anisim that we have to realize of Nisim, Al-Anisim, Al-Niflois, Al-Tashuos. What these stand for is three types of things that they had then, three types of Nisim, and also things that we have in our lives. We have to look out for those things that happen. What is it? Choice is salvation. Choice is um, when Hashem helps you. Obviously, and you see Hashem helping you, but it's not a nace yet. Choice is when you have 500 people vying for a job, and you got the job. Or you got the deal. You got the account, right? You're doing your EIFs. Um, and ERCs. 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 Uh, and, uh, or or, uh, or whatever, whatever you're doing. Or marketing. Or, uh, you know... Whatever you're doing, right? And you're vying. Not going to go through everyone. Uh, you're vying for that. That and and 500 people, 500 applicants have the same resume you have, and they have the same good looks that you have, and the same brains you have, and experience, and you get the job, right? That's obviously Hashem. Hashem points his finger, pulled you out from from a pack of 500 people, and put you on. It's not a nace per se, because somebody had to get the job. That is that is Tshuos. That is Hashem has that's his salvation. That's the exact word. It's salvation. He saved you, and 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 that's what happened in times of, of Hanukkah. We had that Hashem saved us when we were we were um, uh, we were very having having a difficult time, and He pulled us out from and helped us see the light of, of, of tshuva, helped, and therefore we were zaycha to, to the nisim that happened. So that's tshuas. Then there's nisim. Nisim are miracles. Nisim are miracles like what happens uh, in, in the... If, if you're fighting 13 chashmanayim against a Roman uh, army, not Roman, a Greek army, Romans were, were right afterwards, Roman army, a Greek army that was very, very powerful, and by the way, the Greek army, the Greek is... 
if anybody wondered why we eat uh, latkes and why we eat jelly don't full with oil, is because you know that the Greeks, they're all about strength, beauty, fit, sports. They look, they, yes, they look good. They have their bodies. Their bodies are fit and, and, and good, right? So what we do is we eat latkes and donuts so we shouldn't look like them. <laughs> and we do a very good job. Um, so <laughs> that's a joke. Um, but <laughs> there's, there's probably some hope. Yeah, exactly. Any, anyway, so that part is, so, so winning against these fellows, right? They're born, you know, they're born with, a, with one of these uh, spears in, in, in their hands. Here, you hand it to them right after they come out of the mother's womb. Here, get, get to work, practice. You know, um, but that's, that's, and then we won them, a bunch of fat yeshiva guys, you know, with broomsticks. That is nisim, that's a nace, that's, a, that's crazy. But it's still, it's not, it doesn't define nature. It does define nature, but it's obviously a nace. It's, it's, but they won them, and somebody could say, they swung it around, they were scared, they were, they took them by surprise. Israel, um, you know, while they were preparing, the, the planes went up and, and, and bombed the, uh, the, the seven Arab countries that were vowing to, you know, swearing to annihilate the, the Israel, you know, like, it just... So that's a nace, but it looks in the world like, okay, it's, it's an amazing thing that I have, amazing victory, amazing victory, right? But then there's Neflois. Neflois are wonders. Wonders are when it, things defy nature, and that's the Hanukkah light, the light of when you have oil that's only this much to burn for one day, and it burns for eight days, then that's an afflois, that's a wonder, that things that happen. And, and that's the different steps that we had. We had all three of them. But the truth is, is that sometimes we have all three of them in our lives as well. We don't see them in the flies as much, but it's there. Sometimes it's, it's, it happens. And Hanukkah is a time... And Chazal say that even though you're not allowed to pray daven for miracles, and there's a whole story in the Gemara. I'm not going to go through the Rava and 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 the, um, the emperor. Um, he 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 wanted he wanted to annihilate the Jews. And and Rav, I believe Rava or Rav or some uh, Tana, I think it was Rava, um, prayed that it should rain in the middle of the summer. He says, "Let me see if the, if Hashem listens to them." He prayed for rain. He was punished, and and his father came to him in a dream and told him. Why do you pray for, make Hashem do this, make the heavens do the nace? Anyway, he says, I had no choice. <laughs> we were gonna, but anyway, you're not supposed to pray for a nace except for on Hanukkah. Hanukkah you're allowed to. So it's a very, very special, special time. Um, so I wanted to, so much to say about Hanukkah. I wanted to um, get in this, this story. It's an amazing story. But first I want to tell you about how Dover, I, I saw this vart before I knew that it was the no coincidence that today is the yard site of the Magad of Madrid of Dover. Let me tell you a story about him. Yeah, that's the one that what? Dover, that's yeah, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, amazing. And I, I can't leave this out, so bear with me. And the story is as follows. Why? <laughs> the story is that Avram Hamalach, which was the son of Reb Dover, of the Magad of Madrid, he was high, he was, came to him, he was crying. And Abdul Ber says, Shefla, why are you crying? He says, because we play, me and my friends, we played hide and seek. And, and, and I hid. And, um, and, and, and nobody found me. He said, nobody found you? That's great. I don't know if you know the rules of the game, but that, that means you won. That means, 
you got it. That's, uh, that's, that's amazing. You won the game. You're the victor. He said, no, no, you don't understand. Everybody stopped looking. And I was just hiding there. So then at this point, Abdoi Ber, the Magadam of he started crying. So his, father, his son <laughs> was a sweet kid. He says, no, no, it's not that bad. It's okay. I'll be okay. He says, no. He says, this is what we do. He says, Hashem is hiding from us. But He's hiding so well that we stopped looking. We stopped to look for Hashem. That's so sad. That's exactly what happened to us. Hashem, I'm sorry. We stopped looking. We stopped. We're not looking for Hashem. And he says that is what is the first nest. You know, we, we, make, a, we make a holiday of eight days. Really, Beis Yosef says, it should be only seven days. The miracle, the first day that it was lit was not a miracle. The, the seven days was a miracle. So it's a famous kasha of the Beis Yosef. There's a hundred Terutzim. But I heard a new terrace from uh, why this, this year. And he says, I believe it was from the, the Magid, he says that that's why we celebrate the first night is because when we came back into the base of Migdash, after it was decimated, it was desolate, it was total ruined, there were debris all over the place, it was schmettered, it was, it was a mess. And what happened? Instead of saying, okay, we don't have, well, let's wait until, no, we said, let's, no, but let's look, let's look. Who would look under such circumstances for one? And they found one pach, but who was going to look? He says, but they didn't stop. And they said, we're going to look. And they looked and looked and they found it. They found that Pach Shemen. So he says that the nace of the first night is that the fact that they looked. And it's perhaps bigger than the other seven nights. Because the other seven nights, the miracle is a heavenly miracle. God did it. He made it. It's a beautiful miracle. He made it happen. The first night is a human miracle. It's the fact that we had the perseverance. We had the we had the gumption to keep on looking, even though it looked so bleak. We the, we pulled from the bottom of our soul the will and the rutzen and the perseverance to keep on looking when it seemed so bleak. That's a that's a nice. That's the first night of Hanukkah. We should think about it the first night, and think about how perhaps in our lives also what we're supposed to do is to keep on looking. No matter how difficult it is, no matter how much we have dysfunction, or we have challenges, we have strife in our lives, we have, we have things that are not going our ways, but we still should keep on looking for that Pach Shemen. And when we find that Pach Shemen, and we light it, that's going to light us up. And not only is it going to light us up, it's going to keep us going, and it's going to light up the whole world. We've got to never stop looking for that pach in our lives. No matter how difficult it is, keep on going, keep on looking. We'll find that pach because when we don't look, it's over. It's gone. We're not looking. But when we keep on looking, we keep on pushing and keep on trying to find it, we'll find it. We've got to just keep on going on. Think about that the first night. I want to end with this last story of an uh, amazing story from... Um, did anyone remember... I know you remember, David. Nathan Sharansky, right? Remember? Guys don't remember. What? He was a refusenik. You couldn't remember when he first got locked up because you were in your... It was your... uh, (laughs) But yeah, so we grew up with him. He was a refusenik from Russia. Russia before the the iron walls came down, of communists. The um, he was locked up for life in in um, prison in Siberia because he refused to give up. He wanted to be a, remain a Jew. 
And one year Hanukkah, he was stuck in Siberia, in the prisons, in the camps in Siberia. And this year he was the only Jew there. But he was determined to light the candles, the light of Hanukkah. So what did he do? He got his prisoners together. He needed help. He got his Goyesha prisoners together and he told them the story of Hanukkah. And he explained to them the perseverance and he showed them how you can have, with Hashem's help, you can have the weak overcoming the mighty. You can have the downtrodden winning, winning the, the, uh, the, uh, the, um, the upper class. And you can have the ones that are few that will persevere and win the many. And they were so excited and so inspired from the story that they said, let's do whatever we can to help you out. And he says, I need a menorah and I want you to be with me while I light it. So they looked around camp and they put together all the prison. They put, they made a, they found scraps of wood and they put together a beautiful menorah. It wasn't beautiful in, in aesthetically, but it was beautiful in, 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 the, in the way that it was made by everybody and the mysterious nefesh that it was made. And they made this menorah and the first night he, they found them oil and wicks and he lit it and he sang the songs and they all gathered around. And it was something really beautiful. He says, on the fifth night, as they were singing and lighting the menorah, the guards came in. They threw down the menorah. They grabbed it. They confiscated it. And he said to the guards, what do you care? What do you care what I'm doing? He says, Sharansky, you're not going to be lighting a menorah here in this gulag. This is not for you. He says, why? He says, first of all, you're using the state's um, material, the state's property, and that that's already could be punished. But we're just going to take it away. He says, first of all, well, one second, that was garbage left around. We put it together, and if you want it, give me th- two more nights, three more nights, and I'll put it all back together. I'll take it all apart. I'll give it back to you. He says, well, you're going to make a fire. He says, I'm not going to make a fire. I'm standing right here watching it. I'm not going anywhere. He says, let me ask my superiors. So he asked his superiors, and they said, Sharansky. Tell him that this is not a synagogue. He can't make anything over here like he wants. So he said, you know what? I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a hunger strike. Now, at that point, either two things can happen to the hunger strike. Either they could tell him, you know, go right ahead. You know, we'll, 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 we'll watch you die. We'll make a party as we're watching you die. Or sometimes for political reasons, they don't want it to happen. He was lucky or bashert that in two days from then, there was an envoy of dignitaries coming from Moscow that was going to visit the camp. And it would not look good for them to see strife in the camp. They didn't care about Jews' life. Don't get me wrong. But they did care. They wanted things to run well. And it should look... Not, not that you know Jews are starving themselves and dying on, on the floor of the camp. So they waited two days and on the eighth day they called him in and the colonel of the camp was named was Major Olsen Major Olsen was a tremendous Russian he was the real communist to the fullest extent and he calls him in and he puts a nice smile on his face a fake smile and he says ah Sharansky I see you're having problems here he says let me tell you something don't worry we got your back you could start eating because from now on you're going to have religious freedom Whatever you wanted, you want to pray, you want to learn, you want to, you want to play your Jewish games, no problem. You want to sing your songs, no one's going to bother you. 
So he says, great, thank you so much, Major. He says, can I have back my menorah? He says, no, no, no. Menorah you can't have back, but you can eat, don't worry, you can have everything else. And he realized that if you would give him back his menorah, he would look really bad. Because it looked like he won. You know, hunger strike, you have to give him back. He comes to the barracks and he lights the menorah, I got it. It would not be good. So he realized that and he says, you know what, Major, I have an idea. Let me light it. Nobody's here. Let me just light it. It's the night already. Can I light it here in your office where nobody sees? And then you can take it back. Thinks about it. He goes, okay, sounds good. You're going to eat. You're going to not make trouble. He says, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, good, no problem. So he pull, opens up his drawer. He takes out, pulls out the menorah, puts it on. And he says, okay, great. I, I, need, I need a candle. He gives him a candle. He says, no, no, it's the eighth night. I need eight candles. So, oh, come on. He says, okay, no problem. He takes it, he pulls out his knife, and he cuts the candle into eight even nice little candles, and he gives it to him. He says, okay, perfect, it works. He sets up the thing, and he lights it, and he makes a bracha. And he says, the and then he decides to add on one more bracha. And he said in Hebrew, a bracha, the bracha was, he asked Hashem, please, Kodesh Baruch Hu, please, just like you saved them, just like you saved them in those days from the oppressors, please save us Yidin from our oppressors here in the Gulag. And he stops. And he hears, right afterwards, he hears an Amen. He looks around, he looks up, and it's none other coming from Major Olson. He was a Jew. He said, Amen tis bracha. He never knew this. Nobody ever knew this. There was nobody in the room. And he just turned around and he stared at the, at the candles, at the light. And Major Olson did the same. And for five to six minutes, it was quiet in the room while both colonel and prisoner were staring at the lights, mesmerized by the fire dancing and by all the Hanukkah licht that lit up the room and lit up their hearts. Until, all of a sudden, Major Olsen gave a shake. He got out of his rear What is he doing? He says, okay, that's enough. That's enough. We did that enough. He calls the guards and, okay, let's go. Let's clean this up. Let's get this out of here. And, and they, they cleaned it up. They shut off the lights. They put it away. And he went back. And he went back to his barracks as prisoner Nathan Sharansky. And Major Olsen went back to his career, building his career as a communist in the communist regime, as if nothing happened. But for those few minutes, those few time, there was a time in that room where the pentaliyid of this major, major communist that was that was just interested in his career in, in, in the Communist Party stopped and pulled out the pentaliyid in him. And indeed, the K the Ma'ari Naim of Nachum from Chernobyl says that the there's a halacha by by Hanukkah Every single kind of oil and wicks, you're allowed to use Hanukkah. However, not on Shabbos. On Shabbos, right, we say, whoever's Ashkenaz, what do you say after, um, we say, which lists a whole bunch of things that you can't light. Wicks you can't lose, use Shemanim you can't use Shabbos. However, so he says as follows. We know that Allah is because you might rekindle it. But he says, Al-Pidrush. He says, because Shabbos is a very inspiration. When you want to have a Baal Tshuva, you bring him to your house, you bring him Shabbos. 
and it inspires most people, but not everybody. He says it's limited. He says, but the light of Hanukkah will inspire and light a spark in every single Jew, as we see as it did in the story. So let's take that Hanukkah and use that to light a heart in our souls. If we had no anybody, bring them in. Let them see that light. Bring them back. Let them see that beautiful soul. Let it light and the fire will talk directly to their soul. We should all be zeichet, an amazing Hanukkah, amazing Yantuf. We should have the brachas and the atzlacha, and let's use it to its fullest. See you in two weeks. <laughs>